Okay. Hello, hello, and welcome, everybody. My name is Rachel Silver, and today I'm playing, yeah, like truly playing, like love playing with my friend Corina Stoffel, who not only is an Access Consciousness certified facilitator, she is also a Being You facilitator and um, has also been my playmate for uh, the past couple of years. Um, I think it's been like a couple of years. We get together every couple of weeks and play and have always done it, you know, informally, just the two of us. And hey, today we are playing with you. <gasps> Welcome, Corina. How you be? Thank you, Rachel. I'm feeling great. I just came back from facilitating uh, a weekend of being you, and it was such an incredible experience for me that uh, I, uh, I have no words to describe it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, tell me more, but if you ran out of words, I can perceive the energy of it. It's yeah. big, it's, but it is hard sometimes to put a specific uh, word or a, a definition on something. And it feels like if I try to, to define it and describe it, it is also limiting the whole thing and feeling it down. And yeah. in all honesty, I have absolutely no interest in doing that. Yeah. It was yeah. such a great class. Uh, I think the clearings that we got to, uh, the change that we uh, were able to create was so great. And it was not just for participants, but also I had so many more awarenesses and got so much out of facilitating the class that it was just, it's a gift all around. Let's just call it that. <laughs> yes, it is. It's well. It's it's a several pronged gift. It's a gift. The class that you created and the space that you created. It's a gift. The energy that you're willing to step into as a facilitator in the class, and it's a gift. The energy that every single one of the participants uh, brings as you know, as the contribution that they be into the class and. And yeah. it's, uh, it was so beautiful, this is uh, the participants being willing to be vulnerable and to step up and to look at things and say, oh, this is a new awareness around this, that I, something that I never saw or was able to look at before, and that is just not so cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, uncharted territory. Inner and outer. I like that. Yeah. And, the, and that's the, for me the beauty of the being you classes is, is there really is no agenda. It's I can follow the energy of where people are, we can deal with that, and uh, I can always bring in what I need to bring in without any problem. I don't have to work at that. And so it's really such a fun class for me and it creates so much for everybody. I like that. And and anytime you need to borrow any of these new class, <laughs> you can see you can make your own tambourine. Anytime you need a little ease, joy, and glory in anything. <laughs> Again, that sometimes it's tough to express things in words. For me, one of the, the greatest gifts that I've received in my you know regular get-togethers with you 
is this sense of the gift that I be, that I may not have noticed or seen before. And it's, you know, everything. It's being willing to step into being something that's, or to being me, that I hadn't recognized that that was a gift uh, previously. And through, you know, classes and, and our meetings and through just, you know, even chatting or things that, that I receive in, in different ways, I begin to step into that energy of, of the gift that I be. And I find that one of the greatest kind of tools to have gotten me started on that was Dane's Being You book that these classes are, are based on. Absolutely. And I just love to listen either to the, the audio recordings or Dane has done Being uh, You hangouts on so many of the chapters of the book that I like to revisit. Because uh, it's just such a gift to, to be more and to, to see how uh, is that with me? How am I being that? Where am I being that? And it's really the in a way being you is the willingness to um, acknowledge the greatness that each one of us is and has. Yeah. The capacities that we have, the gifts that we have, and are we willing to bring them to the world instead of hiding them, uh, you know, uh, at home or maybe, yeah, with a family, okay, that's about the max that we go, but stepping out and being seen and being visible and, and saying, this is who I am, uh, that is such a tremendous and it's a multi-layered gift. It's a gift that it's, it's almost like, like unwrapping layer by layer by layer if we're, if we're willing to, to be that. And to me, the, the, the book and the audio book, for those who prefer that, and the, um, the, the Being You Hangouts, and actually even Dane's Tour of Consciousness videos oh. are, um, are, are, are a, a first step in a way, this, this kind of launching point and then everything that comes through when you're in a class setting when you're with a facilitator who is able to perceive where you're coming from because usually if my head is up my ass I'm not aware that my head is up my ass I just know my life isn't smelling so great you know and it's maybe a little tight and there isn't such a great view but I'm not getting that that I'm creating a mess at that particular point and being with someone in that space and with those tools who can see that my head truly is up my butt and that my body is contorted in an uncomfortable pretzel position it can guide me out and into this space and this invitation to be me and that's such a huge gift that, that, that really is. and the thing is you know it's, you said it's such a gift. Uh, it's a gift when we're receiving it simultaneously. Uh, it's sometimes by being presented with the situation, uh, following the energy, asking questions, I become aware of some of that stuff comes to myself. And uh, it, it creates even change for me. Yeah. 
I'd say that's devoted. There's no experience that doesn't change us somehow. <laughs> what we were laughing at earlier, uh, to be or not to be, that is the question. Or to ask, <laughs> to ask which to ask. Sometimes what I get is this, oh yeah, I'm asking questions. And then I was asking, so what kind of questions are you asking? And interestingly enough, those questions were in and of themselves as much as they were questions. Yes, but there was also a limitation in the question. Because we already have come to a conclusion when I ask a certain question. And how can I go beyond that and ask a totally open-ended question that gives me so much more? And you know, I, I've had experience with the access tools for the last five years, and perhaps I'm the slowest of the access consciousness. Oh, no. Don't <laughs> I'm just getting this stuff, you know, I've been playing with this for years now. Oh, wow, questions open doors to possibilities. What a concept! <laughs> what, what a concept. I could actually use a tool. Yeah. Like, I don't have to keep choosing this. What else is possible here? Yeah. How yeah. does it get any better? Yeah, that's, and that's something that's huge because most of us really do stick to asking questions that are based on getting an answer. And we're fixated. There's this, like, addiction to having the right answer in life and to having someone else give us what we think may be the right answer for us. Whether it's a doctor or a lawyer or an Indian chief or, or a guru or a parent or, you know, somebody. We keep looking for somebody to tell us what's right about us rather than ask. Yeah, rather than asking. But, you know, if you look at it, how many years have you been seriously constrained to that? I mean, you start with elementary school, you go all the way through high school, where pretty much everybody needs to do it. You go on to college, maybe even a master's degree. All of those are years when you are seriously and trying to ask the right, logical, straightforward question, not a question that asks for mystery. What's, you know, what might be possible? <laughs> no, it has to be. <laughs> yeah. It has to be a particular path, and you have to have the right map that guides you there, rather than, wow, to me, quest, I love the word question, because it has quest in it, and quest is this adventure, you know, you go on some adventure of living, whatever that adventure may be, and, and we forget that in, in looking for, you know, taking the right road, or the most direct way of getting there, and what if that's not the way that's going to create the most in our lives. It, it's also, you know, it's like I grew up with the premise of, okay, by the time you get to high school, you'll make a decision on what study you're taking. And that is then valid for the rest of your life. There is no simulation, there is no change. Uh, and that is a sad state of affairs because if I ask a question and get an awareness that, uh, that tells me that that doesn't quite work for me, I'm not allowed to change Excuse me. It really is a different perspective. So you mean changing your mind?
mind is not just a woman's prerogative, it's everybody's. It could be everybody's if they want to. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I have an easier time because that's already the stereotype that they in their mind anyway. So it might be easier for them. <laughs> <laughs> to use that as an excuse. <laughs> yeah. I like that. So let's let's speak about um, let's speak about gratefulness, about gratitude, about the gift that that can be. For that, being willing to change our minds and asking questions and being who we be. Let's speak about that gift that that is. Yeah, for, me, for me, gratitude is really how shall I say that? The gift that, in a way, gives me peace. Mm. Uh, because I can gratitude is a choice. Uh, I can be grateful for anything and everything, no matter what it is. And if I'm grateful for something, how can I be at odds? And odds leads to resisting, fighting, whatever, and there is no peace in the whole And for me, gratitude also is extremely expensive. It's, as I said, if I can be grateful for something, it's almost like I can embrace the whole world. I love that. You know, it's not that it's just embracing me, but it's so much bigger, so much more expensive. And that is, for me, something that has become over the last year, two years, uh, a really important piece. Every time I notice that I'm contracting, I'm making myself smaller and saying, look, change the choice, what do I need to choose in order to feel expensive? And it's often not even a cognitive, like I just said it. It's just an instant <laughs> action, so to speak. Instant choice. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's non-cognitive. You can't stand that contracted space anymore. So. Looking to create, to be that, that expansion is being something greater than you were willing to be before. Yeah. That takes us to another word that's fun to play with. Being the of you. <laughs> I love how these things kind of weave together <laughs> in their own chaotic little way. Exactly. Wow. Well, how much are we willing to acknowledge the greatness that we are? You know, how much are we willing to be all that we are? Not just a little fragment. That feel comfortable with going the road, but being willing to be vulnerable enough to show all of us wow. beauty and the woods. Yeah. Beauty and the beast. Is so yeah, the beast. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking, you know, there's the part that we just. Uh. <laughs> the beast that's underground. <laughs> yeah, the one that we keep putting the mask in front so that the world sees this beautiful smiling facade rather than seeing all of us. And that's such a huge gift. That 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 to me is the gift, and being grateful for having. All of us, because if everything is just all um, 
we can choose joy in every moment. Life doesn't always hand us, you know, phenomenal, joyful, fantastic situations. I happen to like lemons, so it's not like, for me, if life hands me lemons, I'm like, woohoo, I like them, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't have... Yeah, I don't, I give me tequila, I'll make lemonade, we can have cimarronas, whatever, you know, we're good with the lemon juice. But um, I want to come back to the beast because how much judgment are we doing with ours for ourselves? We're saying, oh, this part is beast and this part is beauty. Yeah. Is that actually so? And if we're truly looking at the quote unquote, how much beauty is in there, just mislabel and misapply the word in order to keep ourselves small according to this reality. Well, who says who's beastly and who's beautiful? Yeah. And what if the, the, the beauty is what other people, the, the word, when, when we said beauty and beast in that perspective, it was like the word nice, which has this like uh, sticky energy of I can only behave in a way that other people deem as appropriate or desirable. Um, and what if that is the aspect that they give beauty? And the part that's a beast is the part where sometimes you're expressing your potency, where you're like, Aah! because you're stepping into this no longer works. That and also where you are willing to express something that may be uncomfortable for other students. Yeah. Calling, calling what is instead of just pretending all of the things nice and, and hunky dory. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, and what is wrong with calling something as it is? It may be uncomfortable, yes, but it could really be the greatest gift at the same time. Now, you're speaking to a girl who has this tendency to say things like they are a little um, more often than most people around me are willing to hear. <laughs> so, I get you, sister. I get you. I know exactly what you, uh, what you mean. And on the one hand, one of the, one of the things that I've heard often is tell people only what they're willing to receive, what they're willing to hear. And so that's, that's like the one hand. And, and on the other hand is like there's so much more to speak to about what's going on. And if we really like to live in a different kind of a world, to create a reality that's greater in every single day, we can't keep just saying the same things and doing the same things and being the same energy. Time to I, I, I would agree with that thing. At the same time, just um, dump on people something that is also not good. So, from my perspective, what I try to do is go steps and step by step into that direction and see how far can I start it and maybe just go one step over the zone and then stop. Yeah. And let that be with them and be in the universe. And then either they come back and want to know more because it really hits them or they just keep avoiding me, so to speak. <laughs> And then, yeah. and that's a message that, you know, I don't want to go there. I don't want to change. I'm comfortable and I like my comfort. Uh, discomfort is not something that I'm looking for. And 
Okay, then I have to fix that. Well, this comfort is uncomfortable, like really, really, really. And it's also the space where we get to grow. I saw a video on Facebook. I shared it both in English and in Spanish subtitles with Rabbi Tversky, I think was his name. And he spoke about how lobsters grow and that when, because they're a soft, squishy kind of an animal, they have the hard exoskeleton. So to be able to grow in size, they have to shed that exoskeleton, that form and that structure. So they go under a rock formation where they can be protected from the predator kind of fish or whatever other animals around. They shed that hard exoskeleton and then they build a new one. They create something new that'll be their new shell. And when that's good and hard and ready, whatever it is, then they go back out in the world. And he said, you know, a lobster would never grow if it had access to doctors and <laughs> the way we tend to, to use them. You know, every time we get uncomfortable, pop a pill or go to see a doctor. Yeah. What if that discomfort is that invitation to growth? What if it's the first sign of growth? Yeah, and... But that is, you know, the first sign of growth weird people like us. Yes. <laughs> I love being a weird people like us. <laughs> it's, it's people who like change are familiar with their discomfort. And also, uh, you know, if you go through change, there's a period where you sort of lost where you don't have necessarily all your landmarks labeled, this means that, and that means that. It's a new way of figuring things out, figure out the relationship too. And what if that is not wrong? And what if that could actually discomfort could be an adventure. I love that. That quest. Yeah, it's... it's are we willing, on some level, in that sense, are we willing to be like kids? You know, I love to look around, what's around the next corner? But that, that's fascinating to me. I, I enjoy doing that. And for, I also know people who are not interested in that because it's something I don't know. I want to stay away. This is what I know. And therefore, we'll stay in that area. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people who refuse to do something until they're super, super good at it. You know, until yeah. they know it and they've defined it and they already know what's going to pop out from what corner and what's going to be around the curve and, you know, that they could expect something specific already, then they're willing to do it. But when there's something unknown, unexplainable, un just you have no idea what's going to happen when you do that. It's, it, for me, it's magical. And as you can see, you know, I'm, I'm sitting on a bouncy ball. I'm playing with my baby tambourines. I, I'm happy to, you know, I facilitate in Spanish, which I bastardize on a regular basis for anyone who ever listens to me. I, there's that curiosity of a kid. And whenever I bring that to my sessions with you, Corina, when, when we meet every couple of weeks, there's this play with it because we both are kid-like in two very different kinds of energies and there's so many other kinds of flavors around that curiosity is available to everyone 
is, is available to everyone. And the thing is, is, is the beauty is, is, is can we have access to the adult energy and to the kid energy? Because the kid chooses from, if it chooses from a totally different perspective than an adult would choose. A kid, on a, in, in some way, haphazardly stumbles along in a fun way. As an adult, I, I may create a little bit more with this is where I want to go. Uh, and what if both energies are accessible? And you can combine them. Combine them, uh, and, and that's where, where it's really at. Yeah. You know? It's, I like that. It, it's not just everything has to be linear like what we're taught here. Is if we can bring that creative aspect of the kids' time, then it becomes spherical. Then it becomes reality. Uh, and that's where the fun is. I love that. I love that. So to find the greatness of you, you play. You know what? It's the playfulness. And aren't we all great in our own ways? It's not just that we have to work hard at something for a certain amount of time before we can uh, consider ourselves great at something which often means we have mastered it, which means on some level also that we reached an end point if we have mastered it. So what, 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 that's great, and I want to get back to that. Where is it that we forget that we're so amazing, that we're great and magnificent? And we get told often enough that we're not amazing. I mean, I just need to remember back maybe 20 years, this is, is, oh, uh, you're a master, a jack of all traits, but a master of all. Which is good. Yeah, that's such a gift. You could play in any arena. You could do anything. Yeah. And mastering what you were just saying before, when you master something, you complete it, it's done. There's no room for shift, change, and improving and growth. Yeah, whatever that, improving is a judgment as well, but just this sense of, of, there's more possible. Adding, yeah, adding. What else can we add here? What else can we play with? Once something is mastered, there ain't nothing to add. We're done. Good. No. End station reached. End station reached. Yeah, you now have to disembark. Go get another life. This lifeline is over, buddy. Arrivederci. See you at that end of the track over there. Yeah. That's brilliant. So how much room could we live, leave in our life for living? How much room could we make in our life for living, for creating, for wondering, for adventuring, for adding? If, if you're willing to go against what we've been told most of our lives, we could have a change. Wow. But it's also so cool. Also, from my perspective, to adventure Yeah. Otherwise, That's it's just more of the same old, same old. It's a small life. I get up in the morning, I have my breakfast at 8 o'clock, 
I have lunch at 12 o'clock, I have a snack at 3 o'clock, I have dinner at 6 o'clock. In between, I go get my newspaper and I read my newspaper and um, uh, I mean, it's all scheduled out and there is no room for anything. It's the same old, same old every day and to me, that is on some, it's not physical death, but it is death. Yeah, it's, it's having a life, it's not living. Yeah, it's not, there's no verb there. There's no like being, doing. Yeah, it's it's yeah. <laughs> it's Groundhog Day over and over. Oh. <laughs> You're making me tired just getting that visualization, and you always know what to expect. And there's always that same puddle and the same pesky insurance salesman who's always waiting for you right there to get you. <laughs> and to laugh when you step into the puddle. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, been there, done that, gotten the t-shirt, saw the movie probably a few too many times. And, and uh, while I'm grateful for it, I, yeah, I'm ready to choose something different. So for all the adventurous souls who would like to have more Corina and would like to have the energies of the Being You class and these tools and this play in their lives, that aren't as lucky as me to have you every couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> how can they reach you? What can they do to connect with you and to have more of you? They, uh, they can reach me. I think the best way is, is, is to go to my website and what, what am I up to? And my website is uh, beingawareness.com and uh, look up, register, contact me, uh, offer uh, free uh, sessions so we can explore if there is something you would like to change, how we will go about before you even make a commitment. Uh, so there is a lot of possibilities that leave things open and we can go from there. Awesome. And if they're friends with you on Facebook, they can see the beautiful graphics that you make as well. They're fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having fun in creating some more graph uh, uh, backdrops and have to come up with some little sayings to put on. <laughs> well, that's always, that's, that's the adventure of facilitating, <laughs> inviting people to that. So how does it get any better than that? Is there anything else that you'd like to share with everyone that I may not have? No, actually, no. It's just, it's like, uh, if, if people didn't gather from our conversation that I like to have fun and I like to laugh, uh, which I also bring to any musicians, bring to classes, uh, it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not that serious. I'm done with that. <laughs> You're living happy. You're having joy. Yeah. I like it. And hey, I mean, you survive me every couple of weeks. That also takes, <laughs> that takes a lot of joy, too. Yeah, no, it's, I, I thoroughly enjoy the fun that we can have and the laughter and, and the lightness that, that is there. Well, what if that's really the, the invitation, one of the greatest invitations that we can be to being where we don't literally have to be so serious about life and about the world and about everything. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's what I grew up with, is this life was a very serious uh, matter. 
You grew up in a very, very easygoing, lightweight, like loving to dance, loving to party kind of country, didn't you? Absolutely. <laughs> Not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I tend to forget, uh, I mean, on some levels it is part of Germans, and I tend to forget that when I talk with Germans, that I need to follow certain rules of seriousness. Otherwise, uh, they can be offended if, if I don't follow those rules. And in the meantime, I just like, okay, tough luck. <laughs> yeah. if I realize I am offending everybody, but that's, you know, hey, <laughs> I must. Uh, so. It's interesting how much people make significant um, in their culture, their way of, of looking at the world, the definitions that they give things, how significant they make it, and make that bigger than their willingness to play. And as a result, also out and keep their life. But then, you know, I, I also look at it as this, making things significant allows you to keep your life smart. Ah. Controllable. You can have an overview of your life. Surprises. Where would I get and how would I get a surprise? That's one way of living. It just doesn't work for me. No. It's I like a bigger lot. Yeah. yeah. So, like a, a bigger canvas to paint on and even the wall and <laughs> the ceiling the floor and everything else too. <laughs> it's all a canvas when we're willing to yeah. choose. And rather than floral instead of just the picture. Yeah. Although I've been having fun doing my little pornographic pictures too, so it just depends. But yes, having a mural with a whole bunch of naked ladies on it would be so much more fun <laughs> than just the pictures. But that's my crazy world. So hey. You could make a mural by putting the pictures together. That is true. That is true. The painting one segment at a time. So that's that's another thing that just kind of plopped into my world. What if everything that we've chosen so far in our life, whether it's significance or significant others or um, definitions that we've given things or, you know, lots of trauma and drama that we may have, you know, used to entertain ourselves in life, whether we like the entertainment or just like to complain about it. What if none of that is wrong and we use that to create the mural of our life by putting together these experiences and, and having that willingness to still choose something different each time without getting frustrated or mad, without being, the words aren't coming out in English, but while being grateful for all of those experience, experiences and creating the canvas of our What if we look, uh, I like to use the word stepping stones. They're, they're all stepping stones that keep us getting to the next uh, area, the next level in our life. And uh, it's because we've experienced that we can then expand and expand and expand. And I think that's where the difference kicks in. It's not necessarily that we judge something is wrong, but 
if I reach my limit of where I want, how far I want to attend, because that is comfort zone for me, then I'm not continuing further on. It's not that what, what I've chosen up to now is in any which way. It's just I'm deciding that's enough. Yeah. And whatever it was brought us with that experience to wherever we are, where we have the ability to see that something else could be possible. The ability to see and uh, maybe, I'm not necessarily sure if it's the ability to see for me, it was almost always an inner knowing that, yeah, this is fine, but that something is not missing. It's not quite there. It's not quite there. And it's just that, that drive. It's not that I necessarily saw what else I was able to perceive what else was possible, but it was just the dissatisfaction that it wasn't quite... There's something else available too. Yeah. There's a sense of almost, almost, almost. That kept me going while still enjoying the stepping stones, while still enjoying the view as you have your foot on the stepping stone and knowing that you're not going to stay on that stepping stone forever. Yeah. And, you know, exploring that stepping stone to, to a certain degree and really, oh, okay, all of these aspects are part of that stepping stone and now what else? What, what's the next stepping stone? Yeah. And Where usually if to next. And usually, if we're asking for that next stepping stone, it shows up. You know, and, and that's, in a way, the beauty of, of life, that it will provide us if we're willing to have. If we're willing to ask, too. Yeah. Yeah. It I like that next layer, level, whatever, however you want to call it. So, yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you for this conversation. I really appreciate it, Corina. Yeah, me too. Thanks. It's like usual having fun, only this time we didn't make it private, we made it public. <laughs> How does it get any better? At, oh, how does it get any better? At DJG. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had to stick them in there. They're, they're so much fun. <laughs> yeah. okay. well, thank you. Oh, oh yes. We, we got the how they can connect with you, right? Awesome. And on Facebook as well, highly recommended. Look at the beautiful photographs and questions that Karina posts. And uh, have fun. Yeah, have fun. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>